man. And, and, and Joel told me he has, a, he has a bone to pick with you. Yeah. With who? Yeah. yeah. All, All of you. you. <laughs> hey, I'm Dane from Tense Machine. <laughs> hey, I'm Mike from Tense Machine. I play drums. Hey, I'm Brendan. I'm from Tense Machine as well. Episode 44. Welcome and thank you guys for uh, joining us this beautiful Friday evening in December. How's it going? Excellent. Thank you very much for having us. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so I, I like Mark brought it up before we started recording, but I'm going to dive right into it. So I watched your guys' show that you posted. I think it was, I don't know if you put it up yesterday or today. I'm not too sure, but I think you recorded Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you guys were talking about your Christmas movies and all that kind of stuff. It was awesome. I sat through the whole thing. And I'll, like, I'm not a bone to pick or anything, but all I was going <laughs> to say was your rationale to call Die Hard a Christmas movie, if, if that's going to be the way, like you're missing one of the best Christmas movies out there, which would be Batman Returns, because there's all that Christmas shit and all the clowns and all that stuff. Fucking Catwoman's in there. Yeah. No, you got a point. I, you got a point. True. That is a, that is a really good point. And it's another Tim Burton movie. So he's got Scissor Hands, Batman Returns, and what was the other one? A Nightmare, Nightmare for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty, that's a, that's a heavy trilogy. Right? I think there's like some strategy there, maybe on his behalf, trying to get like those Christmas bucks, royalties or some shit, right? Smart man. Man. Yeah, and I thought you had something, sense. I, I thought yeah. you had something actual interesting to say. Yeah, well, I think that's interesting. I <laughs> well, like that's movies. that's a good pick, though. That's a good pick. No, no, for sure. But I I thought he was he was gonna go say something that, you know, Music whatever related? you guys said. No, whatever whatever the band said, and you would go against it. But okay, <laughs> Michelle, that was that was Michelle Pfeiffer in the bat in the Catwoman suit, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I, yeah. in yes. my opinion, the best Catwoman. In my opinion. Ooh, Halle so Berry though. No. Michelle no, Pfeiffer. I I think she kills Halle Berry. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I didn't think I I don't know. I I didn't think that Halle Berry was all that good in that one. And I normally like Halle Berry and other stuff. Okay, I didn't I I wasn't talking about her acting or anything. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see. You shameful. You shameful man. <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong with that, is there? No, not at all. No. no. Okay. I'm not objectifying. <laughs> I guess we missed it. I'm looking no, at this I, shot and it's like a giant Christmas tree. I'm like, how did I miss this? <laughs> of Batman? Somebody, yeah, from Batman, yeah. I think that a, might have been the one that somebody, because somebody posted recently, like a, a, a thing on Facebook, and it was like screenshots from a movie. And they were like, okay, well, this has to be a Christmas movie too. And and I was trying to think of it the other day. I don't think it was Batman, but it was something like that. So uh -huh. there's there's lingerers out there. Yeah, yeah. For all those diehard Christmas movie fans, I'm gonna say that you're missing Batman Returns in there. Yeah, for by sure. That logic. Yeah, good point. Um, 
so how long have you guys been doing that podcast? I think close to uh, like it's it's definitely getting close to a year that we've been doing the live stream. I don't know, maybe maybe eight months. Well, yeah, started months. In, started in April when everything started going down the toilet as far as like being able to tour and play shows and stuff, and just thinking of ways that we could still interact with the fans. And we just thought about a schedule. And it's like let's just be consistent with it. Right, it's going pretty good. I think it's fun. Can you see? Yeah, definitely. Like, That's the most important part. Like, like having having fun doing it, and that that'll reflect in the in the final result. I think. Yeah, and I think the 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 hardest part was kind of um, centering and honing in on on how we wanted to do it, like what the, the format and stuff. Because it's easy enough to to watch some some things that are out there and and see what other guys are doing. But it's also, you know, it's it's going to feel a little bit different. You have to kind of make it your own thing and, and you know, definitely do it in a way that, that doesn't feel kind of forced. And so yep. it's, I think, gotten to a point where where we do, you know, we kind of get on and, and, and sometimes we'll, we'll end up talking for 45 minutes on something that we, we had no clue that we were going to talk about. But, yeah. you know, we, we don't get to see each other like we used to. So it's, it's kind of hilarious because we, we get into that same kind of back and forth as, as we used to in the van. And, uh, and so being on the road and, and driving around and whatnot, you, you know, you'll end up talking for three hours about just nonsense. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, I think that was kind of part of the idea was to, to give, you know, the people that follow the band a little bit more of that, that insight. Yeah, like exactly. That's, like that's kind of like what we're doing here too. You know, it's like, it's one thing to talk about the band you guys and, and like promote and everything, which is great, but this is more of just like getting to know you guys on a deeper level, right? Like it's not just, uh, I don't know, to see you guys for who you really are. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 yeah of course. I guess the days of like the mystique around the, like, you know, back in the day, there used to be like this, you kept up this mystique and you don't, you only really saw the band if you went to see them live. And then you yeah. had pictures on the liner notes on an album kind of thing. Well, I think social media's changed that forever. Right. And everyone wants that sort of, they want to know a little bit more of the inside workings of things and sort of the more yeah. personal aspect of it. Right. So the, the live stream is obviously, that's a good way. Yeah, I like it. So do you guys do that? Is that on like Facebook or where is streaming? We actually, we stream through StreamYard. Um, and so we stream to to Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitch right now. Yeah. It lets you do it simultaneously. Say what? It lets, it lets you stream to all those platforms oh. simultaneously too, right? Yeah, so yeah. you can blast it out to all of them. Right. Yep. Yeah, I've looked into that, and we're. I think I don't think Joel and I are quite ready to go live yet, but no, although I, I think we don't, we, we don't. Too. No, it, it's the same as this. <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit. It it's, is a bit scary, like going live, live, because like anything can happen. Um, but but also like it's nice being able to interact with with the fan base and, and friends on there and have people just kind of hop and it adds that kind of dynamic which which does make it fun yeah um, I know like I have a gaming stream as well and sometimes you get like super trolls show up 
and they'll like blast things into the comments. So you're just like, all right, kind of don't want that in there um, sort of thing. So you, you need to kind of work on it on the fly, but like we're mainly just going, like we do a stream here, but we're mainly just on Facebook and that's where all the fan base is because of the Facebook page and also our personal pages as well to bring people in. So I think that that's why it kind of works. And just to go with what Brendan was saying, the idea of the mystique is kind of gone from um, you know, modern day creators um, you are getting more of their personality. You are getting more of their actual vibe and essence and what they bring to bring to the table sort of thing. Um, Cause it's not like we can just go back after and just edit it and just, and j like right. Instagram, it's not like you take 50 photos and then you post the one. It's like, we're just on there being ourselves. And what Dane was saying as well, it's like at two 30 in the morning, these are the conversations we're probably having in the van yeah. where we are talking about Christmas movies. And then two days later, someone be like, you know, Batman Returns was a Christmas movie. And we're like, oh, we're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, no, I got it. Like, well, and we've definitely, we've had the Christmas movie conversation in the van before because there's a movie that I love that Mike hates. And, I, and I don't so, hate it. Which one? <laughs> Christmas with it, the Cranks. I just think it's terrible. It, it, it's, and, not, and, it's not cinematic gold. No, but it's like the amount of times, again, amount of times on touring, it's like get back to the hotel and you're channel surfing and it's like Christmas with the Cranks is on. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, we don't need that. Is Turn that a on. Disney movie? I, um, is that wouldn't surprise. Actually, no, I don't think it is because I think it's on Netflix. And I think Disney took all of their stuff off, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. So you're, oh, you're saying it's not on Disney Prime? Is what you're saying? I don't believe. I'm not going to slip from watching Mandalorian and actually end up on Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But no, I going back to what we were talking about. I I I agree with that with what Mike's saying, and and I think that that the live thing for me, the the way that that you don't have you you don't get to second guess what you're saying. Um. Well, I guess one, it gets to let me say a lot of things that probably would not make it through um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thought gauntlet, but, uh, <laughs> but, but no, it does, it kind of puts you on your toes. Um, but it also, like I said, it, you don't, you don't get to really sit and second guess yourself about things. Um, for me, I think one of the biggest things is is uh, for playing playing the songs. Like I'm I'm definitely a huge culprit for messing up lyrics. Like I'll go into my own little world for a minute and completely rewrite a verse of a song I've been singing for ten years. Oh wow! Um, On purpose? No, no. Oh. I just I just kind of zone out and. <laughs> and just and just start start singing a different song but uh but it's definitely for me been been one of those things is it's like you know it, it actually started off i had notes on the floor that you couldn't see and so like scattered all over the floor there was just pieces of paper with like the first verse of this song the second verse of this song just little <laughs> cues and uh and then you know, after a couple months of of doing that, it's it's kind of nice. It 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 kept my brain sharp while we weren't touring. <laughs> well, say, Dane, Dane keeps the melody though, because there's definitely times where there's definitely times like in my in ears when we're playing, 
where I'll be like, that's not the word. But that's the, <laughs> that's the sounds. Sounds are there. Well, and it's the syllables. It's the yeah. syllables and the melody. It's just, it's just normally, you know, and sometimes they're not even words. Sometimes it's like, I'll, <laughs> I'll go sounds. a whole verse of, of like, you know, that's that's one thing we were able to keep from the 90s grunge era just make the noises and make sure the chorus words are there and then that's what that's how it goes hey joel that's kind of like alien fetus that's you know it's like that and the the ending credits to wkrp in cincinnati that too the none that there's no words to that song which i just found out like legit Seriously? No words. Legit. If you listen to the ending, so um, we had um, Manfred from Elephants and Stars on. Hang on, hang ago. on. It's it started before that. It started with Elementals. Right. So okay, little backstory is we had Elementals on, and the story here is when Mark sent me the link. Like I didn't know who they are. Right. I'm stuck in my '90s genre, rock, all that kind of stuff. So Mark sends me like some newer bands that I got to listen to before they come on the show. So they were one of them. Anyways, he sends me the Spotify link. And the first song that played was called um, Aliens, Alien, uh, Alien, Fetus. Alien Fetus is the first song that came up when he sent me the link. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Right. Cause it's just like thrash metal screaming. Like I was like, what the fuck? Like I almost second guessing, like, are we really having these guys on here? Like, cause I'm not interested in this. Right. But um <laughs> Mark, so Mark didn't know what the hell was going on. He's like, I can understand what they're saying. Anyway, yeah, because you, Joel, Joel kept sending me messages. What is he saying? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? What do you, I'm not talking to him. No, no. What is he saying in the song? I was like, uh, are you deaf? Yeah, yeah. You, so You speak English, right? <laughs> so then I, we finally figure out that, well, we have him on the show and I'm telling him, yeah, my introduction to you guys was this song and they're all laughing. They're like, yeah, every time we fucking play that song, it's different because there's no words to it. And it's just me just fucking screaming for like two minutes. Right. So we got a kick out of that. We're, <laughs> we're telling that story to um, Manfred from Elephants and Stars. And then we got on to, he's like, well, did you know that that's how the ending song to WKRP is? So that just kind of was like, Phew mind fucked right there but that's so i looked it up and if, if check it out man it's legit there are no words to that song and they what they were trying to do was write a song that sounded like a rock song right in that era but they didn't have any words to go with it so it's just all a bunch of noises but it sounds good man <laughs> i like it <laughs> that's yeah. pretty awesome you just reminded me there's a there's an article that went around last week there was a, I think it was in the 70s, 70s or 80s, there was a like Italian like pop star radio star that I'm was saying, thinking about this. yeah, saying, saying to people to be like, you know what, if, if it sounds like it's coming from America, these people will dance to anything. And so he made a song that was in English, but it's just complete gibberish, how it's put together. <laughs> but it but, sounds like they're speaking English. Yeah, but it, it sounds like, really would. if you've ever played The Sims, like Simlish, where it's just like, it sounds like words, but it's not actual words. But you know what they're saying because of the inflections and the emotion and stuff. Um, but I will say, like, I can't remember what the song is called, but the video, there's two videos for it. And it's amazing. Because again, it's just a big old pile, like bucket of English 
carnage where it's like just through a blender and you're just like okay but the 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 dancing the groove the song you're like this is actually pretty good it's complete bs but it's pretty good adriano calentano (laughs) okay now pronounce the now pronounce the title yeah i know (laughs) nope Prison Colinesinaiol song. Holy shit. The conviction. It's funny. The conviction Even the name of the, of the song sounds <laughs> yeah. like you were saying like the prison colon. Like, <laughs> like I was hearing I was hearing terrible things in what you were saying just now. Tough, tough song. Huh. Yeah. If you're talking about prison colons. <laughs> prison. <laughs> Oh man, I'm dying to hear this song now. Tight groove. I'm gonna check it out. I'm I'm gonna hit play. And it's like the end of the the end of the phrase. They go, yeah. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Like there's some phrases where they end it with like, yeah. Yeah, Both. (laughs) Both the videos, like they're great. Like they're they're scary good. And you're like, it's like as far as entertainment value. Like I would I would say go as far as like Gangnam Style. Like it got like the song the song was catchy, but like the video got you. Yeah. And when I watched the video for that, I was like. There's some there's some gold here. Oh, this is funny. Oh man, I have a <laughs> all the girls are just taking it in the video too, hey? Yeah. Oh, is it the school one? Is it the school yeah. one where they're all yeah, like they're all bopping? Because I, yeah. I was watching that, I'm just like, wow, like they're really they're really into this, or like they're getting paid well, or maybe and, work's really not good. And they're <laughs> and they're really old to be in school too, all of them. They are quite old. There's something wrong with their educational system. <laughs> it's like it's like back Very in the nineties. Forty, yeah, and you're still listening to that teacher. Back in back in the nineties, I swear, everybody in in high school in the in sitcoms and stuff, they were all like fifty years old. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like I I remember thinking that I was I was growing up like weird or something because I wasn't I wasn't as as like tall and. I didn't have a full, you know, face beard in grade seven. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that kid's got five o'clock shadow. It's still <laughs> like that today, man. I I have some friends that are actors and they're like in their 30s playing like 16-year-old kids in high school. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? Well, like, how is that? Oh, it's kind of gross. It was weird because I was watching, I was watching something recently and, and it was... I think it was that that new show, The Wild, the or The Wilds, the Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, great show, but there's parts in it where there's like like sex scenes, not like exposed sex scenes, right. but like still sex scenes. But like, it's kids that are you know 16, 17 years old, and it makes me feel weird. It's like you're watching. It's like, no, hold on. I get that you're like 30, but still, you're not supposed to be 30. You're like, yeah. you're a kid. Yeah. It's that's, definitely, that's hey? it's funny. It's funny how far they push it. When, you know, if you think back to like way back, I, I don't think that would have gotten across. That's for sure. Um, I'm just, go ahead. You remember the movie Bad Boys? Uh, of oh, course yeah. You do, right? Um, I no, just found that? this out. I just found this out today that in the first one at the strip club, Megan Fox is one of the strippers and she was 15 years old when she filmed that. No way. What? I just found that out today. I don't even remember where the hell I heard that. Huh? I should, don't quote me on that, but that might be just. 
yeah, Google that because I heard that today and I was like, what the fuck? But sounds like yeah. one of those. Oh, I think I know it. where I heard that. I watched um, Andrew Schultz saves the world or whatever. I think that's where I heard that on. Did you guys watch that yet? No. Brilliant. Oh, it's it's brilliant. A- it's one of the first uh, articles that shows up. Megan Fox talks about being underage extra in Bad Boys too. Yeah. So um, <laughs> you guys know who Andrew Schultz is? No. Okay. He's, he is a stand-up comedian, American. And like when COVID hit, he blew up on like YouTube and social media. He was that, you might've seen a couple of clips. He was always like, turn your phone to the side. I'm going to show oh, you Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then he would talk like political shit or whatever and, um, he's got his own podcast, but he just has a, a show that came out on Netflix yesterday. There's four episodes. They're about 15 minutes long. And it's like punch after punch after punch. Like you don't even have time to breathe, man. They're coming left and right huh. for like 15 minutes straight. Like you got to watch it a couple times to catch all the references and all the jokes. It's so good, man. I, I would recommend it to anybody out there. Definitely um, check that out. But that's, I think that's where I heard that. Yeah, 15 years old, being a stripper. That is crazy, though. And I'm sure that, I'm sure that that's, just, that's just one of the many because I, I, I definitely don't think they check too crazy on, on the extras for half of those movies. Right. And actually, yeah. the, the, new, uh, the new Bond girl, uh, I forget what her name is, but she's from uh, some South American country originally, and she was in a... I think it's Argentina or something. She was in one of those sitcoms and she was at least topless when she was 16. And apparently that was normal there. In wow. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. Venezuela, whatever. Some South American country. When Tracy hmm. Lords. We all know who Tracy Lords is, right, boys? No? <laughs> you know, nobody's no. just an- no one's but- answering. No, I'm just I'm I'm guessing like I think just by just by the question, I'm sure I'd I'd uh, maybe know to see. She's in Crybaby with Johnny Depp. Oh, oh, okay. But I love that movie, by the way. Right, such a good show, right? That brings me back to freaking high school. Anna Diarmas. I knew a woman when I was growing up that, that I swear looked like hatchet or hatchet face. Yeah. Hatchet face. Really? <laughs> I swear like to a T this woman looked like hatchet face. And when she wore makeup, like she did her makeup, like she was trying to look like hatchet face. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I think the, the lead actress girl, I think she's in jail now. Like the, I forget what her name was in the movie, but huh. I'm going to look that up too. I'm definitely <laughs> a movie buff, you guys. As you can see behind me, those are all movies. There's like, I got thousands of movies. I feel like that was the one that, that was like the saddest part of breakups growing up is, is I would, I swear I always lost my DVD collection. And, and most of them that I loved were not easy ones to find. Like, it is not easy to find Masters of the Universe on DVD. Oh, that, yeah. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, to Dolph Lundgren. Zoom, yeah. To zoom out of that for a second, it's an interesting concept because it's like, 
none of my girlfriends liked video games, so I never had to get video games back. So the idea of like, do you date somebody that's into the same stuff that you are, risking having to get your stuff back or find someone who's not into the same things that you are so you don't have to get any of your stuff back. It'll be on your lawn anyway. That that brings oh, a like, whole not when you're new like a kid. <laughs> to to like not dating musicians. <laughs> it's like it's like got yeah. my micro cork, but I have her bass. So it's not too bad. It's kind of a good yeah. fair trade. The only time that that I had that happen, I I got out way better and more ahead. So I I can say that I I got the good end of that deal. So that was good. <laughs> are you guys you guys are all in relationships right now hey yeah yep. are you guys like married or just like the dating mike is up? mike is married but uh brenda and i we're we're not married yet not yet I say yeah i say yet because coming cause, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it'll happen eventually if i know what's good for me it's coming not a great year for weddings not a great year for weddings no no and that's definitely to buy a ring either i was going to and then all my work went away so (laughs) oh no but what's what's the thing uh three months salary yeah oh that's your window that is that is is the one beautiful thing is like (laughs) three months salary So yeah, you, just, yeah, you, just, you just go over and you're just like, wait a second, there's nothing there. It's like, musician. Yeah. Yeah. Three months. Yeah. Man, no, you, the you do, the cute, do the cutesy thing with a ring pop. Oh. Yeah. Although those things, or- like, that isn't the cutesy thing because those things are sticky and oh, they get everywhere. And then you, it takes five times washing your hand just to get the crap off it. Or just get the literally. travel ring and just never replace it. Uh, I learned about that early on. They're like, well, don't take like the real one. Like, get a travel ring, that's like a hundred bucks. So you can like do the you can do the motions of everything, but not have to risk losing the real one. See, and that's even not like the craziest cheapest travel it. ring. Like a hundred bucks, that's still that's still fair. Yeah, and just and then and then just keep like just keep peppering it with sentimental value to raise the value <laughs> of the ring. And be like, that oh, was, remember, remember the times and everything. It's that was there. one of the smartest things that the that the jewelry um, industry ever did. Is is they started they started calling like the the crappy dirty diamonds that that aren't clear and perfect. They just started calling them salt and pepper diamonds, and then all the hipsters are like, "Well, I need I need that one. Like I need that conflict free <laughs> salt and pepper diamond." I I can go on about this because the rocks people. The yeah. rock, you dig it up, you dig it out. and then you got a company that's like, we got a bunch of rocks, so let's put a value on them and tell people yeah. that it means true love and it's forever, and then we'll crank up the price, and then we'll grow them in a lab after, so we're not even get and we'll say, oh, they're now they're ethically sourced, and we'll crank up the price even yeah, we, more. We can ask even more for them, yeah. Yeah. The, the funny part is like i wonder do you when you go into because i haven't gone you know like ring shopping so so when you go in is there a side of the store that's like dingy and smells like smoke and that's where the conflict diamonds are it's not a record no. store no no <laughs> no <laughs> nope, if you want if you want that kind of stuff, i think uh pawn shop um <laughs> 
Yeah, you'll 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 find some. No pun intended. You'll find your gems there. Pawn shop, eBay, <laughs> eBay. Yeah. I never I never liked pawn shops because I hate I hate talking about buying something. Like I don't I don't want to talk about it with somebody. I'd rather than just put the price on it. So, That's a good point. If you if you like yeah. conversation, pawn shops are probably pretty pretty good. That that would be. Can you imagine if somebody just didn't have any friends and they spent their whole like their whole week, it's like they'd get done work, go to the pawn shop, and just kind of like they bounce back and forth between yeah, different just, pawn shops, just chatting. just chatting, show up with a six pack, be like, hey, man, you want one? Yeah. I, what'd, I just, you, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Start getting to know them after a while. <laughs> the guy's finally just like, man, are you looking for anything? <laughs> yeah. No, Friendship? I brought, I brought beer. <laughs> you know how yeah, they, exactly. they have You, know they have you guys ever pawn anything? I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a useful thing when you need to. It's funny you say pawn anything because my old studio in in Kensington Market downtown Toronto was called Pawn Shop, and part of it mm. was if you need money quick, I might be able to help you out because there was times when like because again with musicians and producers and stuff, there's just instruments, there's gear, there's microphones, and it's like there's some stuff that came up for pretty good, pretty good sale and people need money quick. And it's like, well, if I'm interested in it, I'll grab it, but at least you know where it is. So if you mm -hmm. want it back, it's like, just buy it back from me. Right. For more. No, uh, no. You did have, you did have <laughs> some I good could toys always hang it. I could always hang it over them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, that guitar. So do you want the ethically, the ethical price or do you want... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Because like I'll do unethical things to give you this guitar, but yeah, the price will no, reflect. Just, it just, I it know I gave you four hundred bucks for it, but you know. <laughs> no, it just it happened a couple times where people will be like, "Hey, like I'm selling this. Do you know anyone's interested? Are you interested?" And I know they didn't want to sell it, and right. it's at that point where it's like, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem getting into, um, into line to to pick it up if i know that they want it back and if they don't want it back and if i don't want it then i can just sell it because it's not like i i can i know I, the guys would probably say like no mike doesn't buy lots of gear but it's like i like looking at gear and i i'm one of those people that needs to see commercials and be like yeah i want that and yeah. then so the idea of people like oh i've got a guitar i got a mic pre or a microphone or something and be like okay well I'm pretty sure you want this back in a month or two because it is it's it's difficult with you know musicians sometimes when like you know it, it's it's really like you're doing well or you're not doing well with a lot of musicians. Yeah. So how long would you hold on to it for them before you sell it? I would usually ask them a few times if they for sure don't want it because sometimes too we're like so say a guitar it's like you would have it and then you'd need to make some quick cash to make rent or whatever and. Um, I, I will I will say it was never something where I'm like someone's got a vice. That's like that's that's your own whole deal with. I would never be like, yeah, I'll buy your guitar so you can go buy beer, or go buy drugs or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually it's like rent, it's mortgage, <laughs> it's mortgages, it's like it's bills, it's like unexplained you know um, expenses that pop up because like no one's got savings. Very few of us have savings, and um, but like to hang on to it usually. You know, if it's a couple months, it'd be one of those things where I would I would be able to talk to them and be like, hey, like do you actually want this? Like. I might post post this again, and because sometimes you you don't have that attachment to it anymore after yeah. you've let go. And you know, I really didn't actually need that. Like the money was mm -hmm. good. Like I've got enough guitars, enough microphones, or 
especially right. with some of my friends that, that were studio guys, it's like, you know, just outboard gear and just stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. But, and again, being, being downtown Toronto, you can flip gear really quickly. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do you ever have uh, you must have being downtown Toronto, you must have some shady people walking in there too, right? Looking at gear and stuff. Um, yes and no. Like my, like I moved into my studio a few years, um, a few years ago, but like, the guys, the guys will vouch for me. Like Kensington Market is its own little microcosm of weirdness and eccentrics. And but I was, I was like, my the door to my studio was down an alley, and then through one door, through another door, upstairs, and through another door. So it's like you wouldn't have randoms off the street coming in, and it's not like there was a big sign or something saying there's a studio there. Right. So, and if anything, too, you know, rob the studio downstairs before you rob me. So yeah. right. sorry guys. Sorry guys. <laughs> not easy stairs. They were not easy stairs to get gear in or out of. Oh, that's actually, nice. actually with that, not with the, the pawn shop thing too. It's funny with the stairs. There's a one of the bands I was working with, they brought a Mesa oversized 412 cabinet up and they're not light. And the dudes who brought it up and the guitar player half jokingly, he's like, Do you want to buy my cab? Because I don't want to take it down the stairs. <laughs> and that's and that's did. how i that's how i bought it yeah and just like yeah done so we just went on to craigslist and just looked at what was fair market value for it i'm like i'll just take that off you know what you guys owe <laughs> it's like done hey joel don't you have a guitar for sale maybe mike wants it yeah i don't play guitar <laughs> and i've got two guitars here <laughs> jeez that's on, always sorry, how it goes last out. thing on the on the pawn shop thing, you know how they have pawn stars where like the, the big joke on that is him talking people down. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. So you know, this is a mint condition, you know, Wayne Gretzky card signed and everything, rookie card, you know, the best I could do is 15 bucks. <laughs> they should have one where it's someone going to pawn shops talking them down. I'd like to see that. I it wouldn't make it to TV though. It's, TV's fake, what? so it'd still be fun. I, I used <laughs> yeah, to I, I used to try when I was younger. Because when I was younger, I'd go into pawn shops and it was before like this it really dates me, but like it was before the internet really took off. <laughs> it sounds weird <laughs> to even say that. But uh So you're 27 now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll stick with that. But uh but no, for, for real, it's like I'd, I'd go into pawn shops and I'd be like, okay, no, like that's, that's way too much for that. I can, I can get that for way cheaper at, uh, at the time it was John Ballone's music in, in London. And, uh, oh yeah. And, <laughs> and so, yeah, it was definitely, I, I hated that about the internet. Like those, those deals that you'd get when someone just did not know what they had. And uh, like some old lady that's got, you know, a 1959 Les Paul sitting in her closet. And it's it's like the, the fabled story of getting the car that the lady just drove back and forth to church every day. Every yeah. Week. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, no, it's yeah. been in nine accidents. What are you talking about? <laughs> we actually still have the luxury of when we buy used records, a lot of people don't know what they have. And uh, they just want to get rid of it. They just have a, really? have a box. Yeah, I have a box yeah. of records. Do you want it? Sure. How much do you want for it? Oh, I'll, I'll take thirty bucks. <laughs> Sold. Huh. Yeah. Yep. And then you get some like two, three hundred dollar records in there. Yeah. I have to say that it's uh, 
I'd never even think that you would have two three hundred dollar records. What's a three hundred dollar like, record? Okay, so um, you obviously know the Guess Who. Yeah. Okay, so the Guess Who before they were the Guess Who were Chad Allen and the Guess Who. Okay. Um, their their only record um, was only pressed once. Uh, that one. So Jeremy, our colleague, he uh, he went out to some farmer here in the area, uh, went to look at some records, uh, found a. I I think it was a box of I don't know fifty to seventy five records, whatever it was, and um, he uh, he just wanted to get rid of the box. Jeremy offered, I think it was thirty bucks or something, and he brought the whole box to me, and he was like, "Check out this record. I I think this might be worth something. I might be wrong, but." who knows so we pulled it out we did some did some research and oh yeah is this really does it does it say 300 dollars right here yeah yeah it does oh. okay well let's you know clean it up put it on the site see what happens so it took a couple of months but i got an email from a guy in spain saying that uh can you can you send me some extra pictures of this record because i'm interested okay spain whatever so I took huh. some pictures, sent it to the guy, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, it looks good. Uh, next paycheck, I'll I'll buy it off you." Sure, man. Whatever. I don't believe it. I'll see it when I believe, it, or I believe it when I see it. And sure enough, uh, two weeks, a week or two weeks later, there was all of a sudden an order for three hundred dollars plus forty dollars shipping. Like, oh, wow. Hello. So, jeez. Do they exist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to have a sound guy on the road and he knew a lot about like old jazz records, especially. So when yeah, we yeah. were in different cities in America, like we went one time in particular, we played in Cincinnati at this venue called Bogarts. And we found this little vent, this little vinyl shop down the street. And he found this, I want to say it was Hank Mobley or some record, but it was worth like three or $400. And he bought it for wow. 10 bucks and the guy the record shop he and he, he said that he goes i go to these record shops in every city every time i can because these people don't know what they have they just go somewhere and they just get boxes and boxes of vinyl and throw it in the racks and they have no idea so if you actually know what you're looking for what's worth money and he it was only a couple times it's pretty rare to find anything that's worth something but i just remember that one time in cincinnati he did he found a record and it, we looked it up and it was like like 300 bucks and it was oh, in yeah. such good condition too. We were like, "Oh, it's like, oh my god, wow, really? Okay, <laughs> wow." Well, that's pro- and you probably f- don't find them a lot there anymore because the collectors know what they're looking for. Right. So, well, on right. the internet, yeah, yeah. and they know yeah. they know where to go. Yeah, the internet as as killed you- all our fun, right? I don't know. For sure. Is there like I'm I'm, I'm having fun right now. (laughs) Is there a system for records like with books? Because with books you can just scan the uh, the barcodes, like the ISBN or whatever it is. Is there a system where you can just scan the barcode on the record and tell you what it is? Yeah, barcodes only came in in the late '80s, Uh, but before then, Mm. well, actually, still records all have a a catalog number. So if you look on the label, it's usually on the left or right. It, it has something like ABC-1234. Uh, that's a catalog number. You can look that up on uh, on Discogs, discogs.com. Ah. And um, it's a marketplace. So it, it'll give you a, an, an average value. I mean, Discogs can be very wrong because it's an average. Yeah. But um, 
that's that's kind of what we base our our pricing on. It's so, a good starting. That's very point cool. I sure. didn't know that. And it's yeah, and it's it's uh, the grading is very much like uh, like hockey cards or or baseball cards or something like you you know you have your grading uh scales i mm. guess and yeah. that determines yeah, if the, the, the value yeah if it's there's a scratch on it or a nick or if it's like water stained or warped or or if yeah. the sleeve is like damaged a little bit or written on that kind of shit affects it right yeah, yeah. I, for years pardon good no go ahead no i was just gonna say for years i swear my brother thought he was going to like retire in an early young man because of his baseball card collection oh yeah how did that turn out uh i'll say not good <laughs> did you guys uh, ever collect cards i did yeah i i'm more so just kind of i liked the way they looked i thought they were cool i liked having things more than or like things like that more than I actually liked the thing itself. It was more just the the thought of having a collection of something that I right. don't know, got got me excited. I had hockey but, cards. I was gonna hockey say cards. I had hockey mm. cards lots. I still have. They're still at my parents. My dad, I think he bought them more for him because he keeps them all now. But he when, <laughs> when I was a kid, even even long after I was like not really interested in them anymore, I'd always get all these like hockey cards. And be like, great. <laughs> 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 My dad's sitting there like, yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a point in time where like you would get like a pack of what were they called? Like pro staff cards or whatever the hell it was. Pro but something. There, yeah. yeah. Came a point in time where they were more valuable if you didn't open up the packet. So yeah. You'd have a package of like 10, 20 cards. You didn't even know what the hell you had now. Yeah. No, I was do. It? I remember that because there was the pro staff. There was Don Russ um i remember tops for some reason tops yeah. op opg or Pop, what, OPG? Yeah, OPG, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Man, i think this that's is so over my upper head. deck upper deck oh yeah. my god i forgot upper deck oh dude upper deck yeah. had the holograms on them yeah they were definitely those were the better the better ones i remember so don 90s. don russ had like the old school look to them though i like the don russ cards that's right did you guys have like, uh, did Brendan? Did you have like a specific player that you would you were collecting? Like it was like uh, like a Gretzky collection or Brett Hull. I have a Brett Hull rookie card at home. I believe I don't know how much it's worth. I don't know if that means anything, but there there's a Brett Hull rookie card. It's in one of those little hard plastic sort of uh, yeah yeah to keep it to yeah. keep it. So it's yeah, it's, but... it's probably been a good like. I don't know, 20 years since I've looked at it. So <laughs> I'd have to ask my dad. <laughs> well, well, values, right? Best I can do is five bucks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you that's worth some money, man. I think, it, curious, I think it is. And when we bought it, there used to be this guy in my, in my hometown and we'd go to, it was like my dad's friend. We'd go to his house and he had a little card shop in his basement and he had like, all kinds of really nice i just remember going and looking in this glass display and being like whoa like yeah. <laughs> this, rookie card whoa yeah this makes this brings back like memories that aren't painful but they make me ashamed because we had the same type of thing except it was it was in the back of a flower shop so like this guy's wife ran the flower shop and then him and his son had this little this little card business in the back and i i was terrible like me and my friends would go in 
and you know one one guy would kind of like distract and we'd try and take the stickers off of the expensive ones and put them on the really cheap ones and then put the cheap stickers on the expensive ones we'd give it to the kid oh man so we'd give it to the kid and the kid be like all right (laughs) he'd he'd just you know take his dad the five bucks and we'd skedaddle but like i feel bad because of the fact that they never they it's it's like they he hadn't he just never checked it he's it's like his wife made him get rid of all of his cards so he's like well maybe i'll make some money so you, so you you ruined somebody. So well, <laughs> yeah, that kid. No, but I'm sure. It's like I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that the the kid probably they never got wise to it. But I bet you that the wife after a while was like, "All right, you need to get rid of this childish yeah. card shop because you're not making any money. Like you you have cards in there for like three hundred dollars, and they're just sitting there. But and, and all you like, do is sell the five dollar ones." Yeah, exactly. You're selling all these little <laughs> little five dollar cards, but and I'm sure we pocketed. I I say I'm sure we pocketed, but like I know we pocketed. Man, I'm gonna the police are gonna be knocking at my door in like five. Yeah, minutes. you are definitely. You know, I know I'm, you're only 27, but like, you know, you're not right. far far away here. Pull the that, cord, um, Zuckerberg. Yeah, that <laughs> reminded me of Pepsi points. Do you guys remember those things? Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, do you, you ever get any good get... ones? Oh, fuck any, yeah, any good you... stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I got a Discman one time. I remember getting a Discman. Oh, Discman. I'm just but... think, thinking back, like, even with Did chips, you... too, like, there used to be things like junk food, junk food used to be so much more rewarding. Like, they'd yeah. be like, eat our, eat our, drink our, consume our stuff, and then we'll give you like t shirts and like things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? I think they should bring Pepsi points back, man. That was a Pepsi points was, was huge. You know idea. what though? Somebody, I think so, someone tried to sue them because you remember the commercial with the the Harrier jet, and if you had to get like it was it was like a crazy amount of points, and and you could get this jet, but like it was it was such a crazy amount of points that they thought everyone would know they were joking, but apparently someone saved up enough points to to send in for the jet, <laughs> and they're like. They're like we can't, we can't give you a jet. Like we don't have a jet. And that's like, oh, they should have. They too. fucking should have given him the jet, man. Yeah, that. Can you imagine how awesome it would be if, like, it, and it was probably it was probably a paper boy or somebody who had a paper route, and he got all of his people on his paper route to give them the the Pepsi points. Or he probably stole them. I remember going into like Walmart and shit with like a little uh, box cutter. Exactly. And, and we knew we knew where the like because they were on the inside of the like twelve pack of cans, right? But we were so good at it that we knew where it was on the inside, so we would cut it out, and then we'd have like ten points or twenty points or whatever the hell they were. And that fuck, we did that. I'm glad time. that I I'm glad that I opened up the 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 honesty here okay so like let's that that brings up now who who else did yeah did Brandon, your turn, Brandon. Your, turn your, Brandon. your turn baby. but this did, but this all happened 25 year plus ago so it's all not relevant what is the statute either, right? of limitations yeah, on exactly. on pepsi point theft <laughs> <laughs> yeah sponsor us pepsi come on yeah, yeah after this story i don't think that's happening yeah well you know what though it would be good they'd get ahead of the story they'd they'd put a spin on it it'd be a way to bring back pepsi points 
I think they should. Make them relevant oh, man. again, yeah. Can you imagine if Funky Moose Records brings back Pepsi points? I'm, I'm that's, something to, that's something I'm to down. say. I'll vouch for that. That would yeah, be definitely the top of a resume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to we'll have to combine our podcasts too, maybe. What ha- what have you achieved in life? <laughs> we brought back yeah. Pepsi points. <laughs> Lifetime <Yeah>. achievements. That, <laughs> honestly, that that yeah. would be something I would want on my on my tombstone. You're walking Your through lies. You're like, oh, it's the Pepsi points, guys. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a picture of me at the door now. Don't let this guy in the in the soda pop section. You know what? They'll they'll put like one of the the travelocity dude, like the standees that they have at uh, Travel Lodge. They'll, they'll put a big standee of you at the front, and and it'll it'll be one of those things to like shame kids from stealing. <laughs> be like, and so they'll make you they'll make you look all like like sad and lonely. They'll be like, don't don't be like Joel. <laughs> In handcuffs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Pepsi. But yeah, freaking yeah, Discman. Did you get any solid gifts out of there? None. No. I gave all. I gave all of my points to to a friend of mine, and he got tons of stuff. But we also, we were not like one. I wasn't crafty enough to to take the box cutter into Walmart, but. Like we, I, I, my parents always got like the RC Cola and, <laughs> and like, yeah, like but I remember what, once in a while getting, um, getting like the, the, like six, the, the big two, two, four pack, but it was six different kinds of crush and stuff. Right. But, like grape uh, and orange and mm-hmm. rainbow. Yeah, but that was, rainbow that was like, ripping. that was once in a while. And I'm convinced that it was like my parents got high or something and they were they, they were just was, like they were like this, oh man let's get was this, this before your your hockey card endeavor this was definitely uh actually it would have probably been like during uh, maybe, even to this, so, to this so you're day, trying to compensate you you felt bad for the the card kid so you gave away your pepsi points to someone else actually you know what that that maybe i was i was trying to atone for uh there you go for what i had done wrong yeah Kinda canceled it out yeah oh yeah you've i'm sure your, that when i get time. when i get to the pearly gates like saint peter or whoever's up there it's probably just gonna be a dude in a who farted hat but uh <laughs> he'll just he'll be like okay we know that you you ruined this this young man's life because his parents thought that he was stealing hockey cards but um but <laughs> You gave your Pepsi points to this guy, and he got a shit ton of swag. So, uh, yeah, okay, you can come in. Oh, that's right. Wasn't there like T-shirts and sweatshirts and shit too? Hats. Oh, everything. Yeah, like there was a Pepsi hat I got, a ball cap. Yeah. Sunglasses. I I remember there were sunglasses for Pepsi points. I always had like grand plans. I'm like, I'm gonna get all these Pepsi points and get that, and then I never got anything. I don't think I saved up enough for to to actually get anything right. So there's probably you, there's probably like an old box or something of my parents that has a bunch of the Pepsi Point caps still in the bottom of it, right? And they're yeah, I was I was plans. just about to say they're they're still at your parents. 
I wasn't, <laughs> I never had like the, the punch cards, like the buy five and you get a free one. I was never good at keeping those, but you know, when I did become good at keeping those is the, the dispensary that delivers around here. It's uh, it has, it has a six, six, you know, punch holes and you get a free something. And so, man, like every single time I'm like, I pull out my card, I put my little <laughs> stamp thing on my card. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. They're still, I've on become really very, that. very diligent. Was During it for like a, a slush at 7 Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, Mike? Oh, I was saying it's odd they're, they're still honoring the punch card during pen because even our vet here, they've got like a, a, you know, like a loyalty card, a rewards card sort of thing. And they're like, yeah, we're not doing that it's, during all of this. It's contactless though. They just have, oh. they have little stickers. They have like a little sticker that goes on instead of an actual stamp. And they just leave they have it. like a little BB gun. They're like, mm -hmm. all right, you just hold it off to the side. <laughs> and like, I'll try to not hit you in the hand. <laughs> Don't move. BB gun is there still one of the only things that, that no matter how many times you say it or how old I get, I still get excited when I hear BB gun. <laughs> I, and, and something in me gets mischievous. And I just like, I want to go get one. I want to go buy a BB gun and like, set up army men shoot them off the porch would um not... would you go cartridge like co2 or pump action well i think the pump action would just be a lot more fun but i think the uh like repeater i'd, I'd want the um like a lever action or something like that that'd be right like the old the old uh what was it home alone one the red rider or yeah, that one was wasn't that it was like a brake barrel wasn't it i think so it was something like that, but yeah, either way. Oh, I think actually the Home Alone one was the one that you could pump up like a thousand times. <laughs> With the I do. <laughs> Those were No, fun. it wasn't it. Wasn't his more like a shotgun? Didn't he like cock it? Yeah, he did cock it like a shotgun. That's right. So like whether he... for cinematic effect or not, I don't know, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. It's, it's like. The... They have the, the airsoft guns. They have the the. Uh, we used to always get those on tour in the the, the my darkest days RV. So then everyone once one person got an airsoft gun and they start pinging everyone off. It's like an arms race. Everyone else is like, well, I got to get one too for protection. <laughs> so then when you're and it, there was there was a time when we figured we're like maybe we should cool it with the airsoft guns. You know, a few people got shot in the eye, myself included, etc. But we'd we'd be driving down the road and we'd turn a corner. And all the little pellets would go shift from one side to the other. There'd be this big thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, maybe that's enough on the airsoft pellets. I don't know if it's a if it's a good sign when you're like, I need guns to protect myself from my own bandmates. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need enemies when you have friends like that? You know. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't those... wanna, I don't mean to go backwards, guys, but. I just looked up on Google here, and you know that Pepsi stuff was relaunched on January 22nd, 2018 with retro what? editions of Pepsi, and it only ended in February uh, 2019. We just had Pepsi points back. Pepsi stuff. That's can bring bullshit. It back again, Not out here, man. No? Yeah. Wow. That must have been just like in the States, or was that yeah, in Canada? I think, or? It, I think it may have been just in the States, yeah. Sounds like a U.S. thing, because it was cool. 
they probably That's lost a lot fair. of money with with all the kids stealing out of Walmart. With box right. cutters. <laughs> with the box cutters. And it's it's yeah. just smartphones now. They're just going and scanning QR codes. They're like, yeah, this is right now. <laughs> Wherever, whoever was the marketing director for that whole Pepsi Pepsi points thing is just sitting there. And every time they see one of those disc men, they just get like cold <laughs> sweats. They start shivering. They have like a PTSD flashback thing. Like, That's no, my fault. No more discmen. No more discmen. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they just they had like a whole warehouse full of stuff still, and they're like, "What do we do with this?" And they're like, just re- "Relaunch it. Relaunch Pepsi Points, and we'll just get this stuff out of here." Yeah, they get, try get and make the, the discmen retro. We got all these yeah, Harrier jets. We don't know what to do with them. <laughs> so want to get rid of them. I mean, record, <laughs> records are coming back, so why not discmen? Yeah, they just like open just the saw and put the guts of an iPod in it. And they're like, there, there we go. Cool. It's retro, retro iPod thing. It's basically just a phone. I just saw a friend of ours just posted a, a picture on like Instagram or something like that of him. It's uh, one of the like the old Sony, like the, the no skip ones. Can't remember what they were called. Where Shockwave. they were like blue and yellow and like a little thicker. Those ones? Sony yeah, sorry. It was Panasonic. It wasn't Sony. It was the Panasonic, Panasonic Shockwave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, and then he was putting a CD and I'm like, now I'm starting to think maybe they were using him to make it popular again. He's he's like a, like a what do they call that? An influencer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. Probably. Did you see I that? Actually, I actually saw, I saw a Kickstarter campaign. This must have been last year of uh, a Walkman type thing, but it also had memory inside, so you could put MP3s on there. I'm hmm. like, so if you have a cassette deck thing, like an iPod, could... yeah, well, like a, like one of those TVs with a VHS and DVD player in it, because you know <laughs> you know where you're gonna end up, yeah. the DVD. So. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I saw it on Kickstarter, and I was like. Who's going to back this? And then I forgot about it. So maybe it was. <laughs> I wonder how sad people that had like the DVD and the VHS. I wonder how sad they were or like how much they felt like a failure when they came home, brought their home, their kids home, like a, a movie to watch. And it was the VHS. And they have to go <laughs> put it in the VHS side. And the kids are like, why can't we have DVDs, daddy? Because <laughs> they're expensive. Like, well, they're they're like twice the price. We can't afford. You're just gonna have to rewind this when we're done. When when we have big changes in, in technology, these guys are rolling their eyes already at me. Um, we have these big changes in like tech and stuff. It's like there's always that that line of when the changeover was. Remember when we got like giant flat screen TVs? It's like yeah. there was a week before where like the last of the giant cathode ray tube tvs were sold like the giant like 40 inch like huge ass end of the tv those were sold that week and then the next week like the you know the the 32 inch flat screen or the 15 flat screen like they came out and they're like we could have just waited yeah had an 800 tv and then you go and then you walk into the best buy to buy a cable for that huge ass tv that you just bought and you look on the shelf and it's like fuck yeah and, and the cable costs more than the new tv would. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man i remember thinking we were rolling we had a 27 inch tv man that thing Ooh. was huge <laughs> right. 
I miss I miss yes, the one. wooden units. <laughs> I miss the ones with the big the big huge wooden. Th- I I would never want to move one. And then they would. Oh, I miss those. Oh, oh yeah. wait 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 no even even better because you'd have the the giant con. This is this is before we had our color TVs, but our, or most of them before the color TVs. But the console TV where you're like, we need our TV, but also a radio. And also a record player, <laughs> a record player all in too. one box. <laughs> oh, let's put the speakers in the sides there too. So this thing weighs like, you know, fifteen hundred pounds, and you need like a whole truck and team <laughs> to bring it in, and that's your console system. Not to mention the yeah. fact that that normally when people get those moved out of their house, it's normally because they're not around anymore, and so it's their family that has to deal with it. And it goes. Like, I feel the- like yeah. you buy one of those, you're kind of essentially buying what could be your coffin one day oh right yeah that that reminds me i so when we bought this house um there was a piano in the basement and the previous owners said they would come and and get movers to get it out and they never did did they and then two weeks later we get a letter you can keep the piano (laughs) the same thing happened at my parents place but it was a giant organ it was it was the same thing they said they were like you know we'll send somebody and uh and get that and thinking like nobody would leave you know an expensive organ behind they would and they did well and uh, 20 years later that thing was still at my parents place (laughs) the piano is still there we've been living here for seven years (laughs) (laughs) is it playable is it good yeah but it, it goes out of tune like every time you play it basically Nice, nice. That's yeah. what you want in a piano, though. Yeah, a piano with attitude. Yeah, like it. it <laughs> kinda, if if the piano it, it walks around the house kind of like this. Yeah, strut smug. Yeah, the thing owns the house yeah. more than you do, Frick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, remove me, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Try it. <laughs> I'll fall on your toes. So, so my wife now decided that okay. We're going to take the guts out and make it into a, a piano bar. And so it's going to be a coffee cool. bar. So eventually it's going to go upstairs somehow, but we're going to take it apart like piece by piece. And you should turn it you into You need a to record take player. the strings off. <laughs> no, you got to take the strings off you, you while open? you're on. On what? While you're on your, your stream, like where you're on the cast so you can hear it. Clipping the, the piano strings. Yeah. <laughs> that would that would be one hell of a cool sound. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, once the soundboards warp on those and they don't hold tuning for very long anymore, you're pretty you're pretty done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What kind of keys are th- is on there? Like, wasn't there a thing where they were using like elephant tusks uh, or the some ivory? Shit? Yeah. Ivory. ivory. Keys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, illegal. Uh, I'm not sure what's on here. Google but it. no, they're they're um, uh, one of the keys, one or two of the keys, they they flake. There's a, so it's they're not real ivory. It's not ivory. No, nah. it's a cheap piano too. It could be that kind of the the, the flaky kind of ivory. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, the, no, no, sweetie. It's a, it's that kind of flaky diamond. It's a flaky kind of diamond. Yeah, it's ethical. <laughs> It's a really, really ethical diamond. It's not a diamond. Because <laughs> um, actually, the ones that they make in the in the in the like the 
lab that's that's not that's not ethical that's that's like cheating it's plastic that's yeah like that's a very unethical diamond so much cheaper dane don't ruin it for me (laughs) (laughs) no they're not printed is it like cloning 3d printed yeah 3d printed diamond yeah seriously well no well kind of oh Sort of. I didn't know that they could do they, that. They are much cheaper. This the only thing with um man-made diamonds though is their resale value is like absolutely nothing. It's worse than the real mined diamonds. Because that's that's what you learn when you go start talking to these jeweler people about um diamonds, is that uh your resale value is really not good. So you really wanted to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, come back in the store and be like, you need to take this back. And they're like, surprise, yeah. no money. So imagine being the girlfriend that finds out that like he had proposed to somebody before with the ring, but it, it, he wasn't going to get any resale on it. So he just, he kept it until he needed it again. Yeah. Just oh. find, like make that part of like your criteria for the next person. If it doesn't work out the first person make sure it's exactly the same ring, same size. ring size. Yeah. And, yeah. and on, the, and on the first date. So what do you think about engagement rings and diamonds? Hair shape. Stop looking at my hands. Oh, I, yeah, exactly. I, it's like, why you really love holding hands? You like one of those creepy hand guys, or what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that, man. That's probably something that I would do. I'd be like, fuck, man, I spent like 10 grand on this thing. I'm going to hold on to it and I can probably use it in about five years. That's why you're not married. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that, that being said, you can get it resized. You can get it resized. So, yeah. I don't know if that would be called a blood. It's not a blood diamond. It's like a rejection diamond or a, <laughs> yeah. a shame diamond. Rejection <laughs> diamond. That's awesome. <laughs> I, she I actually, said no. I actually went the <laughs> way. My uh, uh, so the the wedding ring I'm wearing is um, is my father-in-law's. Oh, nice! Very cool. And my wife's uh, wedding and engagement ring are her mom's. I just had oh, that's very cool. Resized and redone because the the uh, the engagement ring had a big diamond on it sticking out, and knowing my wife, she would either lose it or hook it on everything. So I I had it redone and sunken in. And then for our wedding rings, we um, we did a a gold goldsmith workshop where we took these rings and resized them to our own fingers and engraved them ourselves. So that was a, I mean, that's it was a lot lot cheaper than three months of, you know, paychecks. Yeah. Is it the same thing with, with guys? Like, I don't, I like full disclosure. Like I'm, I'm wearing, you can get four of these for 20 bucks off Amazon. It's the silicone (laughs) one. And then if I packed it properly, one second, I'm going somewhere. And then I got my tungsten one. Um, I when we were when we were getting rings because we kind of picked a lot of our own stuff. I just bought four off the internet for about forty to sixty dollars each to figure out which one fits. I don't. I never wore any rings. Right. Like people like Dane. Dane wears rings like every day, all day, tons of them. And I've never wore rings before, so I'm like, I don't even know what I want. I don't want to spend a lot of money <laughs> on it. So to kind of bring it back full circle, it's just like I found the one that I liked and just started hammering it with sentimental value. <laughs> right see i think that's the way to do it man in in my opinion and like so my common law and I, we're we're obviously not married but we've been together we're coming on nine years ten years i think um 
and she keeps saying the only reason we're not married is because I've never asked her. But we uh, were, I think we're in agreement that like, in <laughs> our opinion, like, I, I don't, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but like, I don't really, I get the sacrament to God and all of that kind of stuff through marriage. But in, in my opinion, it's just a piece of paper, man. Like, I don't need that legal signature saying that I'm going to stay with her for the rest of my life when legally we're common law and all the same rules apply anyway. So, right. I, I would, I would argue that I'm, I'm in the same boat. I do. My wife's probably within your shot. I got an hour and a half drive after this. Um, I'm going to go for it. Going in. Um, I would say like it, it is a business decision. Um, it is a contract. I do believe a lot of marriage is the contract to be together for the kids. Um, I, and, and the thing is, it's like things do change. Because um, like in the beginning, the, the joke is like, everyone's asking when are you going to get married? And then after you get married, there's other, other stuff they ask you all the time or how the wedding's going, definitely one of those things too. But um, when you get married, the thing that changes a little less stress and pressure when you debate or argue something because like now that you're in paperwork it's now more paperwork and more money if you think the wedding was expensive it's like ask any divorce lawyer like it's even more expensive <laughs> to get out of this and especially if you got kids in there as well so like I do think there's a difference there's a difference of like when you're not married married because common law it's like you still don't have to fight to get your stuff back or to get your half sort of thing you can follow through with it but I, I don't know like I I think it's been good but then again like we we were together over 10 years like our our wedding was basically our 10-year anniversary party that's the way we kind of framed it so I'm not not saying like everyone needs to get married but like it was it was nice for a relationship especially musicians and you could potentially be on the road for a long time. And it's just nice knowing like you, you've made a contract with somebody. It's one thing to, it's, it, you know, <clears throat> there's, there's the saying in the, uh, in the music business too, if it ain't on paper, it's vapor. And um, the idea where it's one thing to say things to each other, but it's another thing to, um, to, you know, to say those words and whatever ceremony that you want. Cause it doesn't like we, we still never called our wedding a wedding to our, uh, our venue. We just said we were having. A, we just said we were having. A, we just said we we're having a reception, and then we turned it into a wedding. Because if you say wedding to anybody, they just like add a zero to anything that, that you want to do. But uh, but yeah, no, it's I, I I agree with you. Like it is, you know, it's just a contract, and not everybody needs that. But right, you know. Well, for us, for us, it's, said though about. For us, it's a, it was a it is a piece of paper and one hell of a party, because. Yeah, time. and that's that's <laughs> yeah. the thing too. Like, I'm not I'm not a big party person, and, and Dane and, and and Brandon would definitely uh, back me on that. And even the <laughs> idea of like, you know, it's one thing to be a musician and get on stage and stuff like that, but like that's that's part of work. That's with purpose. But like, I have no, you know, I have no desire to like to be the center of attention. But um, you know, when you're in a room with friends and family, and one one of my friends was just like, there's there's such an overwhelming amount of love put towards two people with all like they're just they're happy you know yeah. um even people that are divorced are like no this is pretty good like just give them a chance um but it's like it it how we felt that day like i just yeah. i wasn't ready for that and like guys I, I get goosebumps thinking about it because it was a lot of fun I agree. did you have the, did you have the big white wedding 
Oh no, I I I picked out like my stuff like the morning of. Like I I had my student stuff picked out, but like Jess gave me full lovely wife Jess gave me full you know can do whatever I want. She finished her outfit, her dress, and everything that morning. You know, like we it it wasn't like a big white wedding, and and even at the beginning, like because um, we had a humanist uh, do do the ceremony, and um, we write we wrote our own our own uh, like. What she vows. was saying, well, vows, but like we wrote, we basically wrote the script that, that the humanist was saying um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So there's some jokes peppered in stuff like that. But I remember, remember just saying like, you know, how are people going to know where to go and do this and do that? And how are going to, because it was so like, it wasn't like thrown together, but there was just a lot of things. And like, we're just figured out that day. And one of her friends, like everyone was upstairs. Again, the, the wedding venue was like not prepared for a wedding. And still like a week before, we're like, oh, we're just going to use the upstairs too. And um, one of her friends, like everyone's just talking, hanging out. We're standing up on the stage, which is this high off the ground. She's really mad. She didn't want to be on stage. And um, one of her friends just whistled. Like, I can't, I can't do it. But one of the, the fingers and just super loud whistle and everyone stopped and then it started. So I don't think that's a white wedding, but it's just, it was, it was just, it was fun, you know? And it was an yeah. afternoon wedding too. So like people were you guys you guys did a really good wedding too because I, I used to I used to work at a venue oh, in town, are. Liberty Grand. And and it's like it, it's it's like it, the relationship actually matters because you see people all the time. Like I would I would work at these weddings, you'd be setting up gear for like, you know, an eleven piece band and like all this sound gear and there's like forty thousand dollars worth of flowers coming in and we're installing like extra chandeliers because like six were enough, so we need three more kind of thing. So these people end up spending like, you know, quarter to half a million dollars on their wedding and then you hear back because the 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 girls in the office that would check up with them a year after to, you know, see how they're doing and they're they're already broken up. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like it's crazy to spend all that money and it and it's it's like so it, it's like the wedding like i don't know who that's for sometimes it'd be like just to impress people or something like that but it's like what, what would you want like an expensive wedding that breaks up or do you want a relationship where it's a smaller wedding and it well, it, it's, together, it, can, you know, that's... it can turn into a pissing contest yeah and it, especially it, the... if the families get involved and like as soon as as soon as we you know as soon as we got engaged and started talking about it, it's like you hear all these people chiming in and the only advice that you need to listen to is do what you want because yeah. it's, it's your day and like assume that other people aren't going to come in and just spend 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 on it because like it doesn't need to be a pissing match between two families that is not a good start well, yeah. and a lot of the stuff you realize is just so jacked up because you'd be, you know, I'd be walking through like the kitchen and like the underbelly of the venue and you're walking, looking at all the way where the food's being prepared and you're like, oh my God, oh my God. And then you come out and it's on these nice plates and everyone's eating it. And they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, mmm, yeah, real nice. <laughs> like this picture from the back there. It's <laughs> crazy what people will spend on them. Cause like when, yes. like you said, Mike, when the families start going back and forth and, and trying to outdo each other, like I've, I've played weddings before that, that I know for a fact that it was well over a hundred thousand dollars. And it's like, wow. that's, that's a, that's a house. No, it doesn't, it doesn't take long for that to happen though. Cause still like they're saying, you know, average weddings are like, you know, between 30 and $70,000. And I'm like, how does that make sense? And you start like doing the math after and you're like, it's not it's not bonkers especially if you you know if you have 100 people and you open start bar and eat, all that type of stuff yeah. Them, yeah and you yeah. know supply beverages and stuff and just the yeah it can get up there pretty quick 
Yeah, like yeah, the- I know in our family that's that's the one thing. Like if you have if you don't have an open bar, then most of the family is just not going to come. <laughs> <laughs> not even like I'm a kidding, toonie bar. Toonie bars um, shit. That's that's pretty good. The nice thing about a toonie bar is it at least keeps people from normally going completely over the rails. Um, like we Andrew, had one for where, twenty bucks though. Well, but it's still it's the it's the fifty drinks for no bucks that that gets in trouble. I've, I'm I've get seen some good stories out of fifty drinks for no bucks though. Well, I've seen I've seen the bridesmaid just pull her dress completely over her head <laughs> at uh, at a family wedding, and and <laughs> it, yeah, it was not it wasn't impressive. It was, not, it was it was or was not impressive it was not impressive oh, okay okay <laughs> not at all okay, but you got remembered it, it. Got it. you got still it. remember it <laughs> oh yeah it burned in that was that was like the first <laughs> i think that was the first bo- boobies i ever saw oh yeah wow. <laughs> yeah nice. oh man i, I don't like even remember the eight. first first pair i saw i don't remember really I, I don't remember. <laughs> really? I saw my I remember that I remember the first pair like I got a hold of, but I don't remember the first pair that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I got a like, hold of. Like I remember it's the so... first fish I caught, but I don't remember the first fish I saw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> I I think I think I I'm I'm running off my phone right now, guys. I think I should head. A, I'm I'm down to four percent, and it's gonna it's gonna kick me off in a second here. Okay. So I I, I, I don't know how long have we we've been talking for what a good hour and a half now. I just I know my connection's not yeah, gonna work that. after the, after that. So I'm gonna. Get, well, gonna you got out. a bit of a drive ahead of you too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna head out just before I get make one of those faces, and, <laughs> and, get stuck, and then you wonder if I'm coming back and everything. So. Well, I think this is, later, a, this is this is a good time to just end it all together. Really, I don't want to be that. And then, no, 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 no. But you did, we'll we'll just have you guys back because yeah. I have are you guys we can yes. talk for yes. another two ben, hours. You guys oh, yeah. are welcome Stop. here anytime you want. Know that I'm going to be tuning into your um, podcast as well because I I was entertained, man. I liked it. I like hanging out with you guys. You guys are cool shit, man. We didn't Wait, even talk about so your much, music. Man. We yeah, I know. I didn't even get into that. Time. I had a few questions and stuff. But <laughs> let's, next let's, time. Do that. <laughs> let's do that next time. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyone listening, we're, we're a rock band and we play good music and we like it and we're fun. So, um, <laughs> most of the time. We should say, like, you, when did, I, I should ask you, though, when did Echoes come out, you guys? May 1st. Uh, last May. Yep. May 1st, 2020. Yep. Should have done your research, man. You knew this. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I just wanted I wanted them to tell the tell the people oh, sorry. Of, of what to go out and look look for. Sorry, you want to um, you want to do that again? <laughs> the the album's called Wep- uh, Echoes Weapons. I was gonna say it's called Echoes. Um, yeah, and then so like if you're gonna direct people to listen to your music, where exactly are you gonna direct them to? Like, where's the best place to find your guys' stuff? Really anywhere. Uh, Apple Music, Google Play. Um, is that did I get that backwards? Spotify, uh, yeah. Any 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 major platform. Cool. Awesome. I do have a couple questions though. So if Brendan and and Dane, if you guys are yeah, of cool course with chilling out for a little bit longer, Mike, you're yeah. you have uh, permission. Sounds good. 
<laughs> thank you. I'm at I'm at two percent now. I'm at two percent now. Okay. <laughs> All right. But All right, Mike, you, later, gotta, you gotta promise that you're coming back though. Yeah. Promise. All right, buddy. Cool. And thanks uh, for hanging out with us. Joel, Mark, <laughs> thanks so much. All right, see you guys later. See ya. Um <laughs> yeah, now that we're kind of on the album, I, I just wanted to add, like I listened to it today. I think I I don't even know if I listened to the whole thing, but I definitely hammered out like a good eight tracks off of it. Nice. I just ha- put it on like YouTube and you know, let it do the continue play kind of thing. And fuck man, I Cheers. was impressed. And and like I I don't know. There was like every time I'm listening to like a newer album, I'm always trying to like like I said, I'm like a nineties rock kind of fan so i'm always trying to like compare it to the shit that i was listening to in the 90s and shit man there was like 10 different bands that i could have like compared it to um which was which i liked because then that just made it your own you know it's not like oh i i heard some uh some corn in there or i heard some sound garden over here or anything it was more or less like it was just you guys it, it was what it was um i i enjoyed it like Everything I listened to, whether they were like heavier or softer, I enjoyed them all. So kudos to you guys on that. Thank you. And I was really impressed with like the sound quality of it, like the production value of it, I guess. And I kind of want to know a little (laughs) bit more of that. Like how, like I'll listen to to like like somebody who's newer, up and coming, getting out there they'll, they'll release an ep or something like that and and the production wise like the, it sounds good but it's not like crystal clear or anything and and from what i could tell today like it was crystal fucking clear man it sounded great and, that is... and i'm curious like where how did you learn how to do that where who did it all that kind of shit right well basically like that 99% of that is is the fact that that mike is is definitely very good at what he does um before tense machine the majority of his uh his work is is production um and so you know the fact that that brendan and myself can can kind of you know record our own stuff helps but at the end of the day you know in an afternoon sitting at mike's place we could we could get through a tune and and have it pretty much ready to go to mist uh max wow mastering um so i think that definitely that that makes things easy for us in the fact that we we don't really have to at the end of the day sit there and go okay you know who do we want to produce this who do we who do we want like that that's already out of the equation because we like doing things in-house um right yeah and so yeah like i i i remember sitting I was sitting in a friend's car when I got the first mixes back. B, remember when we released the first three tunes? Yeah. I think that was a year before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 2019. Yep. Yeah. And and I remember hearing because like I've I've known Mike for 15, 16 years. Um, and and he's mixed pretty much anything I've produced. Um, so I've heard his mixes before. And with the dead set stuff, um, it wasn't like it was anything new, but it was crazy that, that I don't want to say moved cause that just sounds really not rock and roll, but, um, but it, it definitely like I had a giant smile on my face. Um, cause I thought the same thing. Like I thought that it, it did, it sounded, 
it sounded bigger than than I thought um, we may, maybe were as a band at that point. And so it, it was kind of cool to have, you know, your recordings make you feel like you've got to kind of step up your game. And so that's that was kind of when we went on the road for the first point or the first time as Tense Machine. That was that was kind of the thing for me is I was kind of, you know, it, it took it took a couple of shows to feel like, OK, now I'm kind of bringing it the way that the album brought it, I guess. Right. And and then for me, uh, Dane, are you do you ever get feedback from people saying that, oh, you sound like so and so? I have before. Yeah, for sure. What and it's funny name? because like depending on what I'm singing, it, it changes. What are, what are usually the names that pop up? Because I have two that I, um, you know, typically like Frank Sinatra. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blue eyes. No, I've I had I've that definitely... on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had. Um, it was funny back in the day. I used to get Jeff Buckley every once in a while, but um, but now I think, especially the kind of music and and the edge that um that we put on it, I definitely have. I've gotten the the Dave Grohl thing. I I don't think that that I'm I'm definitely that that caliber. But uh, but yeah, no, I've I've heard a few different ones pop up. The other one that I I've heard recently is Dave Grohl, and I never I I never would have guessed that. No. I I thought that today too. There's definitely one of the tracks no. I got like a Foo Fighters vibe off of it for sure, man. Hundred yeah. percent. I thought that today. Okay, for, I couldn't for tell me, you which one it was though, because I wasn't paying attention to the names of the songs or anything. But for for me, the first for me for me the first track on the well, actually the first few tracks, um, your voice reminds me of uh, David Draymond and Miles Kennedy, a mixture of that. I've actually I I have gotten both of those before, yeah. Yeah, Go and the, it was funny actually. That was one of the that was one of the. Um, we did a, an episode of our, our, I guess, podcast thingy, whatever, um, where we talked about bad feedback. We did like the, the reading oh, yeah. bad, bad Twitter posts or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there was one where the guy was, I can't remember what he said, but he, I think he called me a, a David Draymond ripoff. And it's like, oh. I, and I, I, I remember sitting there thinking, man, like, I love his voice, but I, I never would have thought, like I listened to, to Disturb growing up, but I definitely never thought that I sounded like him. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing too. I, I was, I was going to see if you would bring it up yourself because I know that David is not um, always a popular name to be compared to, I guess. Really? Yeah. Like Disturbed in, in some circles is like, oh, that band. They always sound oh, the man. same, and you know. What? No, I definitely love them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, me too. But I, I know some musicians are like, yeah, I don't want to be compared to that. I don't know why. But... <laughs> well, but he definitely has, has a very theatric voice. As a musician, when you're putting out your own content and and music and stuff like that, is it, does it, how does that make you feel when people are? constantly comparing you to somebody else are you like fuck i'm my own person i'm my own musician does that annoy you or are you like oh yeah that's cool i think i do it myself so much that no I, it definitely doesn't bother me at all because like I, man the amount the amount of times that even even with actors where where you know 
after watching something, I'll be like, man, it seems like they were doing an impression of, of this guy at one point yeah. or, or whatnot. So it, it, I, I do it in my everyday life. And even like B will say when we're, when we're on the road, we constantly will be like, I, I, the funniest one was Greta Van Fleet. Cause I remember waking up from a nap in the van <laughs> And thinking that we were listening to Zeppelin that I never heard before. I've never heard the Zeppelin tune before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I it's remember, not Zeppelin. I remember the first time I heard their, uh, uh, what's their, what was their first release? Um, Safari song? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I heard it on the radio. And I was like, I've never heard this Zeppelin. And then I look on the RDS. I was like, Greta Van Fleet. What the fuck's that? And then I... <laughs> And then I started reading up on them. I was like, holy shit, this is a new band. Yeah, I don't know if there's ever been a band that made so many people do a double take. Yeah. But I mean, uh, I don't know. And and they get a lot of hate for it. I love them. Uh, yeah. Great. Me too. And and it's like, so what if he's, his sound or their sound uh, sounds like something else? I mean, they Led Zeppelin did pretty good in the 70s. They're still doing pretty good. Well, and that's like saying, like how many how many guitar players go out and buy a Strat and try and sound like Jimi Hendrix? Exactly. Like, like, or yeah. or go get the Les Paul and and try and sound like Jimmy Page. Like, it yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um. What, that's what's that's the, how the you saying? learn. The well, yeah, exactly. You 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 try and if you imitate. like something, you try and imitate it, and learn how to do it. Yeah, imitation is made for lottery. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it's super negative to be like compared to or have like notes of like other like famous singers in your voice, right? Like I guess it be, can become a little bit negative if it's like too on the mark, hence like the Greta Van Fleet thing where they where they get a lot of flack for it kind yeah. of thing. But I think it's good to be like exactly if you hear little hints of that. Like the other day I was I was like doing dishes and I had like a rock playlist going on and an audio slave song came on and my girlfriend was like, Oh, Dane sounds really good. And I was like, <laughs> really? Audio. I'm like, that's audio slave, but like taking it, like, that's wow. great. Like that's because yeah. there, there is, you know, it's, it's good to have those little elements, especially if you're like, you know, if you're, if you're trying to be in a, like a band where you're going to try and tour and sell records and be commercial, like you do have to sound like people have yep. to like your band. If you're too off, like, it's great to be like, so unique that it's your own thing. Right. But it's like, if you, you know, we're all trying, let's, let's face it. We're trying to make some money off of this and make a living off of it. So you kind of do have to be familiar, you know, unique enough that people that you stand out, but like familiar enough that people still like it and can identify with it. And, right. That's right. Yeah. I actually, well, I had, remember here. Sorry. I had it with, uh, uh, you know, big wreck. Yep. Oh yeah. I, I think he sounds like Chris Cornell. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. That's but definitely he one of he, and he doesn't get the shit for it like Greta Van Fleet gets. He did. He did back in the day, though, for sure. Really? Yeah, I was gonna. Maybe, okay. maybe, maybe not like m major scale, but at least in in the circles that right. uh, that I was in, he definitely did. Because like they they really tried to market it that way too. Because at one point yeah. it was oh, like okay. they had they had him have the same the same like goatee, the goatee and and, oh, okay. uh, and stuff like that. But but either way. Um, I I don't think that uh, I don't think that he would have been displeased with it, but um, 
but I do remember hearing stories of people saying that, you know, he sounded or he looked like Cornell and him just kind of shaking his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, he's definitely a more talented guitarist than Cornell was, that's for sure. Yeah, he's he's insane. And I I think he used to get the Cornell, especially during like the when it was when he went to like the Thornley days yeah. of that band. He really like I remember hearing a lot the same thing. And that was that was what like late two thousands when we would mm. open them. And it was like, yeah, he I, I'd hear people say like, Oh, he sounds like sounds exactly like Chris Cornell. People'd always be like telling me that. <laughs> I don't know if he likes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right on. Did you have so, any more questions? Because you had some burning questions that you couldn't wait for another episode. Were there any more? No, nothing too fucking important. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm curious about the album cover. Like, whose arm is that? And is it supposed to, like, what's the... Let's, I, was, let's, I think I was let's just save reading the, too deep into it. Yeah, let's save these questions for, for when Mike is here. For too. next time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and we that makes that. sense because I think Mike was the one that found that picture. Oh, so we so it's so we not know like it's... one of your guys' arms. I was just about to say it's not Mike's. Well, hand. that <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he found the picture <laughs> on his uh -huh. phone. Oh yeah, it, yeah. It could have. It could. But that is. It's funny because the the first thing that I did when I saw that picture is I was like, "Where the <laughs> hell did he get my hand from?" Because uh, it. It do, and even even my girlfriend was like, "That looks like your hand." It does look like your hand. It's true. <laughs> so maybe in the next episode we'll find out if it is your hand. Dun dun dun. Maybe honestly, and that's the thing. Like I could have been sleeping one night, and he got a really good photo of my hand, and then just put <laughs> it in. Well, I was so I'll, I'll just tell you what I was thinking when I was looking at it. I definitely read too deep in it. Like you probably would have thought I was high or something, but. I would, unless I <laughs> hit the nail on the head, but like, so the hand is kind of, kind of like hit the water. So there's ripples in the water, but the album name is echoes. And then I was thinking like how the like echoes and sound waves and stuff and how maybe the ripples in the water represented the sound waves that are like spreading out. I don't know. Fuck. I was just like staring at it. Cause I'm just going to say, yes, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> sure. No, but I think, I think that is kind of the, the beautiful thing about, you know, even, even I see you drinking a Pepsi. Did you get your points for that? Did you register? Yeah, I, you bet. I stole Send those in. Yeah. <laughs> you see, you see but, mine here? Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Sponsor us, Pepsi. <laughs> I've got Pepsi too. It's a yeah, so. <laughs> bis, bis giant bis. thing of, giant thing of yes, yellow Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mango minute made <laughs> i that saw that clear pepsi yeah wasn't there blue too i think so i think there's a blue one too and a cherry one let's not talk really? about pepsi again man we got to get pepsi as a sponsor pepsi canada <laughs> be fantastic I'll come oh, yeah. visit you guys but honestly sure for, hey you, actually yes we we want all of our guests, the cool ones anyway, we, we want all of our guests to come play here in Saskatchewan when we can. Like when that would be dope. When yeah, when you guys are when touring and everything is going on again, if you guys are out this way, we definitely want to meet up with you guys. Hundred yeah. percent. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We we the the trouble that we can get into will be very. It'll be like productive trouble. That's right. 
I have the feeling <laughs> I have the feeling that uh, Dane and Joel will be the ones in trouble, and then uh, uh, Mike, Brendan, and me will just try to hold you guys back. The so, best thing is that is, as long as we're filming everything, yeah, it's all good. Right. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, when we're slapping the cuffs on, we'll be like, but we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just make it like the, that scene in Trailer Park Boys when J-Rock's getting arrested. <laughs> and then the and YouTube we, YouTube title would be um, uh, Tense Machine on Sit-Down Podcast Being Arrested or something like that. Yeah, that'll, that'll hit a million views, hey? Four, four Pepsi points. <laughs> four Pepsi points. <laughs> Trying to... Boys get arrested for bringing Pepsi points back. <laughs> oh, we could do it. Cool. I think so. All right. Well, awesome. we'll let you guys, we'll let you guys go. Um, yeah. For sure. You guys are like open door here. Anytime you guys want to come on here, um, hit us up. I started following you guys on Instagram and Twitter. So who runs the account anyway? We all kind of take turns like it. it um, Mike handles most of the Twitter stuff um brendan is kind of the spotify guru and 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 uh i i've been doing a lot of the the instagram stuff but um but we all kind of bounce on and off of each one um twitter's the only one that i i definitely don't know what the heck's going on i don't understand twitter i still don't get it i've had it for years i'm just like i've never really gotten into twitter i don't know this is i don't even have it anymore this is Joel's cue where he's going to say that he just joined Twitter. Go yeah. ahead, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I just joined Twitter like two weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> so well, I got you know what? Just, just because of that, followers. Joel, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and get back on Twitter. Just We can learn it there together. <laughs> <laughs> sure, let's do it. That's awesome. All right. Guys, thanks very much for hanging out with us. Thanks very much for having us, guys. Yeah, we'll... Appreciate uh, you guys. Congratulations on the album too, man. It's a fucking banger. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk again. Yes, indeedy. Have a good night, guys. Yeah.